There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Eight times done we're having a night Well, we've done how to throw a dinner party on a dime. But how do you stretch an hour? How do you time travel? I mean, I've thrown so many dinner parties and I still get super stressed out that last hour. So I want to, I think we need to address this. It's very important. We do. Because I had, uh, I think, nine people over last week for dinner mm-hmm. and I was trying to stick to our on a dime um, menu and it occurred to me that it's really easy to, to cook something cheaply for a big group if you have time to be creative and to go grocery shopping and to really plan everything out. But let's say, you know, you're at work all day or you're doing household chores or hobbies or whatever, and then suddenly it's time for dinner and you've done no planning. It's way harder to work on a budget. Oh, that's – oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, because it just requires an extra level of forethought, right? Yeah. And potentially – Going through your pantry and being like, okay, well, what do I have in here that I can use that I don't have to spend $6 on, you yeah. know, two cans, two cans of beans? Um, I mean, it's— But also, there are those nights where you don't have plans and you text a bunch of friends and you're like, what are you doing tonight? And it turns out nobody has plans and you want people to come over and you haven't actually you haven't done anything. planned anything. Yeah. I haven't done shit. And maybe you don't feel like planning. In my ideal world, I'm like, I wake up, I have nothing to do all day. I happen to live in, like, the house from uh, It's Complicated. You know, Uh I'm, like, sprawling out on my, like, giant kitchen island with some really nice coffee. sprawling on my kitchen island. (laughs) on my kitchen island, if that That was not clear. cool, cool marble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've had a bit of a hot flash since I am, like, a 70-year-old woman. (laughs) In a perpetual turtleneck. (laughs) Um. But yeah, sometimes you just don't even feel like planning or cooking. You or you want to skip that step and get right to the cooking, but it does take some some forethought. So here we are. We've got some ideas for you. Please yeah. steal them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So if you only had an hour, if you, you had just texted your best girlfriends at five thirty and been like, "Girls, come on over." Yeah. At six thirty, you go to the grocery store. You get home at seven. What are you making? Okay, I'm going to make. I think. Key thing for me in a, in a pinch uh, is to do something that's a one pot situation and something that cooks quickly in one pot because you know you could of course one pot you could do awesome buco you could do like some fabulous tough cut of meat but obviously that takes hours and hours and hours to break down unless you have an instapot shout out instapot we're waiting for that free so, instapot so but this is this is going to be a segue later. Because I want to talk okay. to you about your Instapot love. Because I don't <gasps> use an Instapot. I never use a pressure I w- cooker. I will Melissa Clark all over I, this. Okay, great. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. So let's say I am sans Instapot. Yeah. I am getting mussels, shellfish. Oh, I'm, good girl. I'm sorry if you're kosher. If you have a shell food allergy, you might not be coming a, over tonight. A shell food allergy. A shell food. Is that what I just said? <laughs> it is shell food. You know what? What's wrong with that? That's what it is. It's shell food, but so is a taco. It's a shell being. It's a shell animal. (laughs) It's a shellfish. (laughs) Taco. (laughs) Well, it's another kind of a shell food. That'd be a fun dinner party. Shell food, hard tacos, soft tacos, crab legs, mussels, oysters. Now, would you consider like a wonton wrapper a shell? Why not? 
because shell, I mean, shell foods are my favorite kinds of foods. Wow. Rappers. Anything, rappers. Yeah. Ooh, a rapper rappers. party. Yeah. Is that PC? You just play rap music and eat foods and rappers? I think that's PC. I don't think there's anything hey, man. not PC. We live in a hypersensitive world. Who can tell? <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking like a chipino. Uh-huh. Something that cooks quickly, that I can kind of prepare the broth and the aromatics. And mm-hmm. so the step one is obviously prepping everything. Step two, sautéing. And step three, and there's a big gap between step two and step three where I'm worrying about, and I'm going to break this down in a second, worrying about, you know, my plating situation and my, you know, what dishes am I using to serve everyone? And also like, wow, do I need to change? Do I need to put on the music? Do mm-hmm. I need to dim the lights? Of course I do. So when I finally get to step three, it's like I'm throwing all the shellfish in and it only need, needs to cook for a minute and then I'm turning the heat off and everything's Great. P.S. Chapino is like a traditional Italian seafood is stew. Yes. So good. We did one one time for the traditional Feast of the Seven Fishes, and it was delicious. It is so dish. So good. So a Chapino, but I'm also thinking like in other cultures, it's just a stew. It's, it's like a, a seafood. I'm talking seafood. Yeah. It is. It, they're just, it's all the same thing. You can also throw in a can. If you don't have any canned tomatoes or ripe tomatoes or non-ripe tomatoes, um, <laughs> If you're just going for your pantry, you've got a can of coconut milk in there. You could go mm. Thai yum, yum, yum. and a cake. So those are like the um, a sim- an easy cake because God forbid I like try and do something complicated baking. On- I'm shocked that you just said a cake. You're so not into making desserts. Well, I did I mean, one I- last week and it was oh. so unbelievably what, easy. What? Oh, yes. Yeah, easiest. It's all, it's all in one bowl. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the theme – uh, you know, in a time crunch, is one bowl, one pot, mm-hmm. or one roasting pan. Exactly, which is hard, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Break it down for me. Break down your time frame. Okay, so let's say I'm starting at seven mm-hmm. or whatever. Seven. Seven. I'm starting at <laughs> seven p.m. I the first thing I'm going to do is I need to like cut everything up unless you're really in a time crunch. And I've done this before. You go get like pre-cut onions. Pre-cut. Okay, I'm just gonna I don't. shout right here to the anti-plastic gods because all of that stuff comes in so much packaging, and that packaging ends up in a landfill, and then it never breaks down. So if you can buy the whole onion and chop it yourself, please don't be lazy if you can avoid it. Yeah, you know I agree with you on you know a moral and ethical level, mm-hmm. but. There are exceptions to rules, and if I'm, like, saving myself from having a pure, real panic attack. Oh, if you're— okay. And I if have no time. A panic attack. Yes. I, I can recycle that plastic. Um, so anyway, so 7 p.m., I'm cutting my shallots. I'm cutting my herbs. I'm doing all the mise en place that we talked about um, in, 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 I think, the episode with, with Alex, our friend, the Tiny bowls. Chef. Tiny bowls everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also measuring out my cake batter stuff. So the cake I'm going to do is an olive oil cake. Yum. Um, an olive oil, and the one I the one I recently did was with blood orange, which basically means you're adding some blood orange juice and segments and um, rind zest zest. Um, so I'm like measuring all that out and pre mixing my wet and dry, and that's all the prep. That's going to take me, let's say, 15 minutes. And then so 7.15, I'm going to start sautéing 
my shallots and whatever spices I'm using, garlic, aromatics, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm also like daydreaming and like imagining as I'm doing this, you know, kind of mindless activity of stirring things in a pan, my my thoughts are like, what what comes next and what do I want to serve on, which is an overlooked thing. Yes. Which they do when you read a traditional recipe or when you watched, you know, 30 minute meals with Rachel Ray, which was like on loop when I was in high school or something oh, on the Food I don't Network. I've never seen it, but well, just I these it. any of these TV shows or recipes, they never take into account the actual time that goes by when you are thinking and debating like what you are going to serve on and what what silverware, diningware, whatever. So yeah, I'm thinking about that. Like what bowl am I going to put this on? What are people going to eat out of plates or bowls? Like uh, mm-hmm. how many knives, spoons, forks, etc. So I'm thinking I'm using this saute time to um, to think about that. And then I let's say at like 7:20, 7:25, I'm finishing that broth which is basically if I'm going traditional chipino, it's going to be a can of tomatoes, some white wine, um they're probably like shallots and onions and garlic that I was sautéing. Um, but if I'm going Thai, it might be like some chicken broth or f- some fish stock. I love mm-hmm. like a little bottle of clam juice you can yeah. get anywhere. So good with um, some coconut milk, some lime juice, um, some lemongrass. Ginger. Ginger, so much ginger, mm-hmm. fish sauce. And then I kind of just like put that up, bring it to a boil, and then put it on a low simmer. So when that happens, let's say it's 730 kind of freaking out. I'm sweating a little bit, but I'm telling myself to calm down. Everything will be okay. Even if my friends get here while I'm still in the kitchen, that's okay. That's why they're coming to a dinner party and they're not going to a restaurant where the chef is behind, you know, a, a door. Yeah, It's all okay. A lot of this is it's calming myself, okay. you know, trying to remind myself that it does not matter them, if I'm in an apron. You can give them a glass come. of wine. They'll be happy. It's exactly. Fine. Well, I'm also thinking about that. Where's my bar going to go? Do I have enough ice? Okay, I'm getting stressed out listening to this version. I know. Oh my God. Okay, I'm just being real. I know. I'm being real. You being One hour real. is not that long. I'm trying to metabolize you telling me that it's okay if people come over and I'm still <laughs> in my kitchen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I hear it. So then at 7.30, the cake batter is in the uh, pan or whatever. All right. So that's ready to go. It's not in the oven, but maybe I preheat the oven. Oh, definitely. So my, in my ideal situation, I'm putting the shellfish in and I'm putting the cake in at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the cake is coming out in the middle of when we're having appetizers. Yeah, so it can cool. Yes. Put it on a cooling rack. So also I put the cake – after I finish assembling the cake ingredients, I am putting out and decanting my antipasti. I've got olives, um, so much bread. I feel like bread is saving you in a in a time crunch situation because you can have – it's just you don't have to worry about assembling separate appetizers. You just put out some beautiful bread. I always look for like a miche or a, or a boule, like a big, beautiful sourdough um, round yeah. thing. And then you put it on a – a cutting board? Yeah, like yeah, a bread? cutting board. Whatever, yeah. with, with a knife so you don't even have to pre-slice it. Really saving time here. Good call. And then you put out some butter, put out mm-hmm. some olives, two bowls for the olives. Don't forget. You need yep. people to have a place to put their pits. So so that's out. 
while the thing is sauteing. And then I might, if I have time, I might change. I might throw on some lip gloss. Probably not lip gloss, though, because I'm eating probably mascara, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You don't want to eat all that lip gloss. No. Sometimes I think about how many tubes of lipstick and chapstick I've probably eaten over my life. One time I read a statistic that (laughs) – I read a statistic that, like, on average a woman eats seven – Seven a year or seven in a lifetime? Seven what? Pounds? No, seven he- seven tubes. Seven oh, tubes of yeah. lipstick. Definitely, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. there you are. You've thrown on your mascara. Yeah, and they're, they're, that's it. And you know what? Here's the thing with shellfish. You don't want it to overcook. So I might even throw it in while people are there. You don't have – it doesn't have to be done already the you way you want a chicken to be also done. also could do sort of the opposite and throw it in as soon as the stock is ready or like mm-hmm. as soon as you want to but then turn it off, off. really early. Yes. And then, you know, it's sort of like if you are making hard-boiled eggs, it's like you can let the water come to a boil and then turn it off and just leave them with the lid on. Exactly. Yeah. I'm doing that no matter what. Love no that. matter if I do it 750, 8, 8.15. I mean, I love a piece of undercooked shellfish, which sounds kind of gross, but of course I love undercooked shellfish. Like, yeah. I always want it to be basically raw in the center. Yeah, I mean, right? a dry... Shrimp, scallop, mus- I mean, mussels are different, mussels. but it's like as soon as they open, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Clam, same thing. So that's my situation. Oh, and also I might take out, if I'm serving butter with the bread, of course I am. Butter, cheese, if I have some, all of that stuff I'm taking out right at 7 too, and I'm just letting it chill on the table. Definitely. Agree. Guess what, Sophie? What? We have a website. I'm so excited about it. It's just launched. Mm -hmm. And you guys are going to be the first people to see it. And interact with it. It looks yeah. really good. It does. It was made by our great friend and genius, uh, Ellen Canuti. Don't know what we would have done without her. Imagine what our Instagram and our website would look like if we didn't have her helping hand to guide us. You like blurry <laughs> pictures of food and like with my arm in it. Yeah. <laughs> if you go on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. We and promise not to bombard you. I love to unsubscribe from things. She I does. Never put anything in your mailbox that I would unsubscribe from. <laughs> and we're gonna be in your mailbox. What do you say? Bi-weekly? Once a month? Does bi-weekly mean once every other week no or one, two times a week? No one knows. No one knows. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the universe. Bi-weekly that and black baby. holes. <laughs> so go to having a night podcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and of course, listen and subscribe. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So I, like, wrote down a few different menus, just kind of depending on what your mood is. The first one to come to mind, of course, is a roast chicken because that's always so easy. And I do it um, a whole chicken at 450 degrees for 25 minutes. So it's Spatchcocked? Like, no. Huh. It's not full. Do you preheat the pan? Nope. Hmm. So. Do you trust the legs? I'm not going to I, get You know, this. I don't really trust the legs, but that's only because I never have twine in my kitchen. I need to buy some twine. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. Um, do you 
Trust your legs. Guys, that means when you tie the legs together, which basically creates like a little bit more um, steam in the cavity. Mm-hmm. So my dad always trusses, and I feel Very like traditional. I should. Very traditional. Yeah. French. Um, I... I usually don't. I like to. There's this great Melissa Clark recipe from the New York Times where she cooks it in a really, really hot cast iron. Cast iron, but she preheats the cast iron. Yeah. Um, But she kind of cuts the, instead of spatchcocking, she just splays the legs and kind of cuts through that um, tendon between. Imagine if you were cutting between like your groin your groin and your thigh yeah yeah so, so that your legs could be wide open th- thighs are splayed open and like touching the cast iron so that they get brown exactly but this recipe that i'm talking about you could do it that way this one's just so nice and quick and it makes the skin really crispy because it's at 450 mm-hmm. um but yeah you could trust the legs and then i do a rub with fennel seed cumin paprika turmeric and coriander seed and just grind it up in a coffee grinder mm-hmm. um Ooh, a coffee so grinder. rub that all over the chicken obviously with salt put some salt in the cavity then i'm making a fennel salad with radicchio and endive and i think i'm making rice in a rice cooker with some butter and then tossing it with dill at the end oh hell yes hell yeah she is and Ooh, dill and butter mm-hmm Oh, oh, that yeah. is very imaginative. And what do you – what? Where, where'd you get that idea? I made a similar one with saffron in it and pistachios the other day from Jerusalem. I but he uses rice. a bunch of other herbs and I just used dill. Dill is mm. so good. And if you have a rice cooker, it's super easy. If you don't have a rice cooker, it's super easy. Rice <clears> is instant easy. Pot. Tint. I've been making instant rice pot. in my instant pot. Yeah. So – that's so quick because the rice cooker, you don't have to pay any attention. You throw your rice, your butter, and your water mm-hmm. into the rice cooker. You forget about that. Your chicken, you pat it dry. You turn on the oven so that it's preheating. And then you let the chicken come to room temperature mm-hmm. as you're rubbing it with all of your... As you're caressing it and exactly. saying, whispering sweet nothings into <laughs> exactly. its cavity. You're rubbing it. Um, and then... Once the chicken is in the oven, yeah. you're mandolining your fennel, you're chopping your radicchio and endive, and then making your salad dressing, which is you throw this one I would salad do mustard queen. I'm gonna vinegar, make you a crown. mustard vinegar and olive oil in a glass jar and just shaking it up, chopping my dill, and that's it. Well that's so then Oh, you know me, just some dark chocolate. Okay. Or maybe if I like homemade yogurt. I would do some yogurt with marmalade and maybe granola. Ooh, that's this like kind like of you, a nice. I, you have been talking a lot about this. About what? About yogurt? Whatever. Your dessert, I feel like frequently the past few episodes has been oh, like. Oh, because I think about. I'm only thinking about like yogurt. things that I just have in my refrigerator. I see. As opposed to like, if I only had an hour, dessert would probably be the first thing that would that I would forego because I always have so much dark chocolate in my house. Yes, if I didn't have dark chocolate, I would be making a dessert. I do not believe in allowing people to come over and not having something sweet to round out a meal. Right. Even if it meant that I bought like a bunch of Haagen-Dazs bars or just right. like vanilla ice cream and threw some granola on it or like, oh, or what? you can make um, your own chocolate shell by mixing cocoa powder and coconut oh my oil. God, the, the chocolate shell. It's part of the f- the shell food party. Oh, my <gasps> God. We got to plan this party. Oh, fuck. We got to plan this Wait a second. Party's plan. Okay, so that's menu one. 
Another idea was to, like, do a big stir-fry with chicken, broccoli, mushrooms, make a rice and a cucumber salad. But for me, that's one of those things. Talk to me. I'm a listener who loves the idea of a stir-fry, but it's—and it's fast once you do it, but the prep, the prep can suddenly— So if you think about it, imagine you have 30 minutes to prep and then 30 minutes to cook. That's way more than enough that's than you need true. for a stir-fry. Stir-fry, it's like—what if you don't have a wok— I think you can just use a big pan. You think? Yeah, definitely. I do. Hmm. Sometimes. I mean, the wok is nice because the whole point is that everything is, like, getting a lot of surface area. Yeah. But, I mean, I have a wok, but the problem is, like, in China, they they cook it over a gigantic flame. So, like, when you try to do it over your actual no. kitchen stove, it's it, you don't get the same effect anyway. So, like, no. using a pan is fine. I have a couple more ideas. Mm. Um, roast a bunch of different vegetables. Do, like... Th- Two or three great cheeses and great bread or a grain salad or something. That's like so low prep. Yeah. Or the lowest prep of all. Yes. You're not even cooking anything. Do a caprese, so good mozzarella and tomato. With Please basil. only do it in the summer though. Jesus. Yeah, of course. Prosciutto, bread, and a green salad, which also, P.S., that's what I want to eat every night anyway. But yeah, it's important yeah. to have good tomatoes, which is very, very hard. But if you're in that, I mean, oof, when you're in tomato season, everything becomes easy. Yeah. Salmon, also always easy because you can cook it in like 12 minutes. Yeah. Less even, eight minutes. Okay. What is the recipe for Sophie's salmon? My dad oh. texts me all the time. Sophie makes this incredible salmon, but it's the all in, it's all in the timing. It's really <laughs> It's all in the easy. timing. You know how I was talking before about like heating we'll up this. a cast iron pot, mm-hmm. a cast iron pan in the oven before you put the chicken in. This is a similar idea. You turn your oven up to 425 degrees with your sheet pan in, in the it. oven for 20 minutes. Yeah, as even as it comes to temp, keep it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're keeping people, it in there yeah. so that it's like imagine that the core of the sheet pan needs to be heated to 425. While you're doing that, you're prepping your salmon, usually to me, just salt and pepper. I don't really add anything to it, but I guess other people do a marinade, whatever. Um, and then you take out the sheet pan, put the salmon on it, skin side down, so the skin basically immediately starts to kind of shrivel up and cook. Pause, pause, pause. Mm-hmm. Do you put oil? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Sorry. Salt, pepper, and I would put But you put all the oil, oil on the salmon. You can't – like, good tip. Don't put the oil in the pan as the pan is preheating because no. you're going to open up the oven and it's going to be a smoke store. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You would never want to do that. Yeah. You put olive oil on your fish but mm-hmm. not on the pan. Mm-hmm. Then – Take your sheet pan out of the oven as it's incredibly hot. Put the salmon on, skin side down, skin starts to shrivel, you skin starts to cook. You hear that sizzle, sizzle. Turn the oven down to 250. Throw that salmon immediately back into the oven and cook it for anywhere between 9 and 12 minutes. I'm going to post this recipe because I, I do it all the time for also, dinner for one. here's how I like to check if salmon is done. Uh, you take like a, a fork, a knife, something even slimmer is better. Leave it, put it into the center of your fish for five seconds, take it out, put it to your lip. Mm -hmm. And if it feels like cold, it's still raw. Mm -hmm. If it feels like about your body temperature, that's to me is when you should take it out. Yeah. Yeah. And if if it it feels feels hot, hot, sorry you overcooked it. (laughs) But you know what? The good thing about salmon is I don't mind – I mean, I don't want it dry, but like it sometimes has enough it flakes fat. better. Yeah, yeah, it has enough fat that it doesn't really matter. No, nope. it's true. Oh, I want this piece of salmon right now. It's <sighs> so good. Um, talk to me about Instant Pot. 
What would you cook in it if it wasn't the dead of winter when you were cooking? Because I feel like Ooh. Instant Pot is so good for like, it's an osobuco, it's a big lamb shank, very, blah, 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 but Very true. I would probably do something like a, it's still I would do a big cu- uh, cut of meat. Um, and I actually think that's why it's great in the summer because let's say you want to cook a pork shoulder in the summer in your apartment. No one wants to crank up their oven to 500 degrees to 400 degrees or even have their oven on at 300 degrees for three, four, five hours in the middle of summer. It's just – yeah, it's terrible. Um, so so yeah, it's just you have the heat yeah. contained and it's not leaking into your apartment. So I would do a pork shoulder, a pork butt, throw it in there, um, and then you can do taco night. Mm. Um or you can do yeah. chicken, any kind of meat that you want that needs to be pulled that you would traditionally want to cook slow. Yeah. But there are also different stews. I mean, people get super creative. I just read this great recipe for an Instant Pot um, with this kind of like coconut shrimp. So you kind of cook the broth and there's a saute function in it as well. Right. I guess that's what I'm wondering about. So you saute, but when you saute in an Instant Pot, mm-hmm. do you put everything in it and close the lid or do you like stand over it sauteing as if it was a pan? Correct. The latter. Okay. So you can use it as a pan. And I just read that Melissa Clark, she recommends sauteing kind of after the things have cooked through. And in that case, there's more liquid. So it's really just like keeping it at a simmer. But oh. you can also, you could also saute beforehand so that way you're only using, you know, that inner lining, that one pot. You're not sauteing, you know, with a slow cooker. Sometimes you are you want to saute onions on the stove and then right. you put it into the slow cooker yeah. or else you can't get that flavor. Right. Yeah. So I've also recently been using it as a rice cooker because I thought mm-hmm. I really need a rice cooker. And I had completely forgotten that there's a rice function. And the cool thing about this is you set it for three minutes. That's how fast it is. What? Yes. What? Although it takes more like 20 because um, – <laughs> Because the pressure that was the biggest. Well, no. You set it for three minutes. Okay, well, it takes one. But. Well, I just think that's amazing, though. It actually only cooks at pressure for three minutes, and then it's the pressure um, to build up the pressure and then to release the pressure can take, you know, depending on how much rice you put in it, anywhere between, like, five and 20 minutes. So the thing that we've totally overlooked is really, like, if you have a pressure cooker, you could cook so many things in under an hour. I'm terrified of pressure cookers. I have one. I number of times I've used it, zero. My well, dad's you have like obsessed a, with them. You have like the old school one. Yeah. The actual, I would with never real use, pressure. I would never use I'm that. so scared that I'm going to open it and the lid is going to fly yeah, up onto my ceiling. Yeah, it's a bomb. Right? Yeah, I would not use but that. But it's not. I think you just have to figure but out that when is what to a, release I it. I mean, it's a pressure, a pressurized, hot. I would not use one of those. Maybe I should get rid of the pressure cooker and the rice cooker and just buy an Instant Pot. Ding, ding, ding. I think. I think mean, that's get an Instant Pot for free, Instant Pot. Instant Pot. <laughs> anyway, I'm speaking as if I, you know, live and die for this Instant Pot. I actually f- often forget that I even own it. Right. But when I remember, <laughs> when I remember it's a game I changer. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say it's – the Instant Pot itself is is quick, but you have to always take into account the prep. I also just want to talk really quickly about always having alcohol on hand. Because let's say that you're throwing this little dinner party, you don't have time to – so you've only had time to run to the grocery store. Very understandable. Um, You don't want to have to run to the liquor store and also carry like two, five, however many pounds of wine. Don't you sometimes feel like if you buy a lot of wine, it's like walking I buy wine by the pound. (laughs) (laughs) Two, five pounds of wine, sure. (laughs) 
What I mean is like Measure those bottles are You've gotten so way heavy. too into the bulk thing. <laughs> so heavy. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it just means like walking from a liquor store is like exhausting, even if it's only a block away. I, I know, and you have an you have an elevator building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It sucks. So just have stuff on hand so that you don't even have to think twice about it. When you find a cheap wine that you love. Buy a half a case. Like, buy a bunch of bottles. So smart. I never do that. Oh, I always have it. And then I forget the wine, the name of the wine. Eric Asimov, his his um, column in The Times has um, all, like, the list of the greatest wines under 20 bucks. I think it came out, like, a month ago or something. I bought so many of them. So smart. Because it's so great to just have on hand. And then it's not like, well, it's a special occasion, and so I'm going to open this great bottle. It's like, no, you've got a bottle that was 11 bucks, and you know it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just pro that. <laughs> yes. Pro always having Big like Campari tip. if you want to have Campari and soda. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always have the Mings for Negroni because it's my favorite cocktail. Yeah. Um, whatever you like to drink, a bottle of vodka in the freezer. Just things so that it's an, an element that you don't have to think about. Yeah. I always have some random stray beers in my refrigerator too. <sighs> refrigerator space is tight. Mine's very tight too. It's but I, hard. My whole upper shelf is just lined with – I mean – Really? I don't have that much room for food. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, here's a quick tip. Give Another tip. quick tip. I always like to have um, somewhere in the kitchen um, just a stack of Post-its because, like I said, I get very overwhelmed with what I am serving in. So what I like to do is very early on, um, maybe even before I start prep, I start putting out on the table – some platters, some bowls, and then I take a post-it and I write, like, whatever's going in that, like fish on the platter, bread on the board, you know, olives, olive pits. Because even even though you think you'll remember, sometimes you don't. And then you look at your table and you're overwhelmed because you have all this serving ware on it. And you're like, wait, what is going where? And then if people come over early and they want to help, they see, oh, the salad is going in here. And That's like, true. what is this weird oblong platter? Oh, the asparagus is going mm-hmm. in there. Oh, asparagus. You know what I want to say is beautiful about a chopino mm-hmm. and similarly about a chicken, a whole roast chicken, is that if you're cooking it in a big pot, you can put that pot on your table if you have a trivet. Yeah. You even sh- just use like a, an oven one hand. One of the reasons why. An, ov- an oven hand. You can use an oven hand. <laughs> what That's is my an hand. oven mitt? Thank yeah. you. Yeah, to put it on your table. Or a chicken, you just take the whole carving board out. Yeah. To the table. So easy. And then are you having people cut their own pieces of chicken? No. You're I, cutting it. Yeah, of course. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. Guys, do not let other people – you can't let people carve their own chicken. This is why I was surprised. But you're putting it on the table. No, no, no. You you pre-cut it, but just oh, 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 on oh, oh, the oh. cutting board sure, and sure. you bring the whole I cutting see, board I out. I see you. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. I, sorry, I'm getting chills imagining someone hacking my beautifully roasted chicken to bits. Exactly. You might <laughs> – that could destroy you. Yes, it could. I'm right. Well, guys, I mean, I hope those are some fun, good ideas. Yeah. Really, if all else fails, just go buy a whole bunch of cured meats and some cheese and get a piece of get a loaf of bread. People will be happy. Yep. What a big, good red wine. Hello. Mm. Hey, guys. To see pictures of some of our favorite recipes, tablescapes, or debaucherous evenings, follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at having a night. This is a new segment called The Secret Superstar. Secret Superstar. And one of us has a secret ingredient 
and the other one has to, to guess, guess what, what it, it is. is. So this is an ingredient. This is what I know so far. Ari has the secret. I'm trying to find yep. out what the secret is. What I know so far is that this is an ingredient that can transform a dish, something that you should always have on hand. And you don't have to do anything to it. I mean, it can be manipulated, but it's something that you can have in your pantry or your fridge that if you're like, oh, these Brussels sprouts are boring or, oh, this chicken needs a little something to zhuzh it up. It's like a little hack. Okay. So now okay. you have to guess what mine is. Okay. And you only ask me a yes or no question. Oh, wait, but, but first, oh, wait, am I, will I get knocked out? No. If I don't ask you a yes or no question? Because my first guess is just tahini. <laughs> <laughs> No! Was that it? Yes! <laughs> How did you know? Wait, 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 okay, wait, wait. You what said Brussels sprouts, you said What kind of tahini is it? You like your, well, I like my Zoom, but you use another kind. I use this kind that comes in a squeeze bottle, it's amazing. <laughs> Ari, please talk to me about the tahini that comes in your squeeze Okay, I love tahini. I love to put tahini on anything. It tastes like you can be like, oh, I just mixed up this paste. Because sometimes it's like, it just adds this indiscernible, nutty richness that Mm -hmm. can be applied very lightly. And And it can go with sweet or savory, which is really nice. Exactly. And people... It's not, people are getting more familiar with it now. It's more trend, it's trending, but it's not, people aren't like, why'd you put peanut butter on my greens? And they're like, "Mm, what is this? And you're like, ooh, tahini. (laughs) But but I really, it can be really, really thick. And so often you'll see a recipe where you need to whisk it up with some water to dilute it, lemon juice to dilute it. And sometimes you're just like, I can't. Like crazy. The stuff that, that like old school stuff that I always remember having in my pantry growing up with like the orange and white can. And brown, yeah. And it's like, it's so So, dense. It's like working through cement. And it's really hard to plate well so it looks nice. Tahini's come a long way. Yes. So there's this new label. I love it. It comes in this little squeezy bottle like a ketchup bottle. And they must... it's not as thick as your regular standard tahini, and you so you can just squeeze it and make like a cute little drizzle mm-hmm. with like some pomegranate seeds, and it looks like you took the time to make. It's not your yeah. sauce, so you want a sauce, and then this is just a little. It's so good, drizzle, so. but also tahini is great for a sauce. Like you can make a really good salad dressing with tahini. Let me say one thing. Let me say a couple things. Okay. I've been using Soom, which I also like, which also has a similar texture. Yes. Brooklyn Tahini Company. I love their just, tahini. That's is amazing. too on the nose for me. But here's what happened to me. So I was getting to the bottom of my Brooklyn Tahini and it was like a little bit... Hard. A little bit harder. Like just a teeny bit harder. So I mixed it with water and then I left it in my pantry and the entire thing went completely rancid. So just note to whoever is listening out there, mix it with water on the day, but don't do it ahead of time. Yeah. It was so weird. I like went, I was like really craving tahini too. And I went to open it. I was like, really nasty, but I do think it's such a good secret superstar. I like to make, um, a salad dressing, it, like I don't love kale salads. I just think there's so many other great greens yeah, that are not kale. But if I, if it's the dead of winter and all there is is kale, I'll make one. And I think tahini, um, really reduced balsamic mm-hmm. vinegar, mustard, uh, and then like a little bit of olive oil. It's so good because it's like a little bit sweet but really nutty. That sounds delicious. Really I've never done one. that. Oh, good job, Sophie. <laughs> Thanks. Damn it. <laughs> America, we are endowed by our creator 
with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.